Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and today we're continuing with something new. This is the next installment of our songwriter series. Throughout the year, we're going to be chatting with some up-and-coming songwriters and featuring their work on Broad Wasted. Many of them, like today's guests, Sarah Kaufman and Shane Dittmar, are participants in the BMI Musical Theater Workshop in New York City. I've posted some more information on that in the description of this episode, along with links to their work. So let's jump right in with Sarah and Shane and their new podcast musical, The Reality Shaper. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. I'm, I'm super excited to talk about everything today with you two. Same. So are we. Fantastic. Well, before we start anything, I would love for the two of you to introduce yourselves so that our um, audience just can associate which voice is which when you're talking. So, um, uh, Shane, why don't, why don't you start us off? Sure. Hi, my name is Shane Dittmar. I'm the then, the them half of the they and them <laughs> writing team. Uh, yeah, I'm Shane. This is my voice. And Sarah's voice sounds like this. This is Sarah's voice. And this is what it <laughs> sounds like. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm the they half of they and them. And uh, yeah, every five to seven minutes, you're going to hear the Q train go by. And that's on <laughs> me. Here it she also, comes. Also happens in our show. And <laughs> every demo we ever make. And it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, you know how they say, like, you know, the city is a character. The Q train is a character in everything that you do. <laughs> Literally, true. it is. We've written multiple songs about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Waiting for the Q train, holding for the Q train. <laughs> yeah, insert verb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that's wonderful. Um, can you talk a little bit about your partnership in terms of the name, how, where, where it comes from, um, and, and kind of uh, just your excitement over it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah, why don't you start us off? Yeah. Yeah. We're they and them. Uh, We started working together after we were both selected independently for Reverb Festival, which was a festival by Roundabout Theater Company of Disabled Voices. 
Um, we met at the first Zoom meeting and started messaging each other. Uh, and at the time, neither of us identified as non-binary. And then in the mm -hmm. coming months, we would both come out within a couple of months of each other. So seven as days, we... <laughs> seven days, of seven each days other. to be exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the record, Shane copied me. <laughs> um, but I was second to find out I'm disabled. So, you know, it all balances oh, wow. out. <laughs> just at the exact same time. Yeah. So they and them, because, you know, musical theater writing teams, they always do blah, blah, and blah. The, the, sure. The, we uh, did that except without our names. It's just two halves of the same <laughs> pronouns that we both use. Well, I love that. We're creative. Super creative. <laughs> We're adorable. Um, I guess, so before we get into talking about your process and before we start talking about um, the reality shaper and, and that project, what's your favorite musical? Oh. Uh, Shane, oh. let's start with you this time. Okay, gosh. Oh, no. Uh, this is the hardest question I've ever been asked. Same. Uh, this interview's over. No, I'm just kidding. But I, <laughs> yeah. um, God, I love so many musicals. Uh, I was listening to Town on the train earlier. Mm -hmm. I, yes. Top Will, contender. Yeah, I'm a basic bitch, and I love, you know, give me last five years. Um, I am devastated that I didn't write Dogfight, because I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Same. It's so good. Uh, just all, all all the musicals. I like. <laughs> well, that's actually super duper not true. I hate <laughs> I am Yeah, Shane, judgiest. you hate so many things. I'm the judgiest person, but I those are all great, and I could list 48 more, but let's make Sarah do it. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about being a basic bitch. I've got, I mean, I'm staring down a signed Hamilton poster right now. So there's definitely that. I mean, it's hard to, hard to compare, but I think Yeah, I guess probably... when I saw the original cast of Hamilton, <laughs> it was a pretty great experience. I yeah, would... good is good, you know. Yeah, great. Yeah. Hard, to, hard to hate um, But I got to say, in terms of a show that I can like watch over and over again and listen to over and over again, come from away is definitely, definitely in like my top five, top 10. Sure. That's a pretty magical show. Oh, I, okay. But my favorite musical of all time yeah. is Baghdadi or how I started the Iraq war, which okay. is a musical that played off Broadway for like maybe five or six months. We, uh, I saw it. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. You're the first person in New York I've met who actually saw this musical. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen. It's it really? the funniest piece. Yeah. Uh, for listeners who don't know, Baghdadi was about um, the six people who were in some way responsible for the Iraq war. It was really <laughs> clever. I mean, it, it was on 46, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the yeah. basement. It was in the basement of a church and the whole, uh, the the like, how would you say? the framing device was that this was a support group for people mm -hmm. who started. They handed out donuts to start. The, and coffee. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> it was great. Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 That that's my favorite musical of all time. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Um, so then my next question is um, off the top of your head or just like whatever's in your gut. Um, do you have a musical theater hot take? There are no good jukebox musicals. <laughs> I think that's an excellent hot take. Um, there is, like, Mamma Mia is as close as it gets, and it's fine. Sure. There are no good jukebox musicals. 
Well, my one of my hot takes is that we should stop making bio musicals that are jukebox. Jukebox, jukebox musicals should only be original books with songs. Okay, so Ooh. I actually think the only good jukebox musicals are bio. Bio I thought you musicals. just said there are no good jukebox musicals, Shane. I barely. I don't think that those count as jukebox musicals. <laughs> oh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. In- interesting. I think that those are almost play like it's because it's but some of them it's a hundred percent diegetic, right? Like, right. And I'm that's that's a play with people singing. Songs. Okay. A music mus- a musical is not diegetic. Fascinating. Yeah, I lo- no, so, I, I think so these are all spectacular. So therefore, like a, a Carol King or whatever is not really a jukebox musical because it's not really a musical because it's a bio play where you sing the songs. Fascinating. Siri, got anything to top that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's too soon after his passing. I can't do it. Whoa, we'll leave it on that. (laughs) Wow. God. That was, that, like, just stepping outside the bit for a moment. It's not a bit, but, like, that was fucking brilliant. Like, that's yeah, like, we all know what you were gonna say. Like we all, wow. know, we all know where you were going to go, but you didn't do it, and that's brilliant. Wow, <laughs> that was literally could not have asked for a chills. better answer. Yeah, chills, goosebumps. <laughs> was that too salty? No, it was exquisitely salty. Yes, okay, agreed. <laughs> all right, so let's let's talk about 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 you two. Um, Talk to me a little bit about uh, the reality shaper. Um, I would love to hear. I, I've listened to it, but I want to hear in your words um, what what it is, where you drew from, um, where the idea came <laughs> from. Um, so, uh, Sarah, why, why don't you start? Where the idea came from? Okay, so picture this. It's uh, there's Sicily, nineteen twenty two. Well, I. There was recently, I'm not sure if you remember, there was this pandemic going on. Oh, I think, I had to check my notes, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I vaguely remember It was kind of a while that. ago. You mean when yeah. everyone stayed in their house instead of just me? <laughs> <laughs> us, Shane, instead of just us. Right, sorry. Um, I, don't, I mean, I didn't know whether you were in your house because I was in my house. It's a- <laughs> and, um, well, there wasn't much to be doing so i was thoroughly engrossed in this dungeons and dragons game mm-hmm. uh and so a few months after starting this game and getting completely hyper fixated on it i decided to write my character's backstory and for your so, listeners dungeons and dragons is like improvisational oh, yes. theater with dice yeah right and rules <laughs> yes um so i went in and i took my little computer uh into a room and I closed the door and I emerged from that room seven days later with a 63,000 word manuscript. Wow. That's amazing. The reality shaper. Um, and, uh, because I'm not a prose writer, I am a musical theater writer. I wrote a song. I'm not a prose writer. They say (laughs) immediately in the sentence preceded by, I wrote a 63,000 manuscript. Okay. There were four more of those that year, All right. by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. It's infuriating. It's a five-book fantasy series that is, you know, 
yes anyway so the first one i i wrote a song for one of the characters mm -hmm. um being a musical theater writer and so i sent it off to my dm along with the book and my dm texted me back and was like so when can i expect the reality shaper the musical mm -hmm. and i immediately reacted like no one would desire that that would be like a, a seven or eight hour musical because it's a, again a sixty-three thousand word novel sure. um but then the thing is i had just been formally diagnosed with autism okay and so i was learning a lot about the autistic community and about the disabled community as a whole and um i was spending a lot more time with people who have disabilities and learning more about how musical theater is really not a very accessible art form. Mm -hmm. So in the back of my head, I've been trying to think of ways to make theater that's more accessible to, you know, the disabled community and to, to, you know, everyone. Mm -hmm. And I realized that if there was sort of a, a fiction podcast, you know, audio, drama that was a musical well that could be seven hours sure. <laughs> that could also be a much more accessible way to tell stories through theater and this was right about the same time that i was doing the reverb festival and i met shane and i sent them the opening number and uh and then what happened shane <laughs> then i begged to do it <laughs> i was like please let me do this <laughs> Please let me be and, a part of this. And, and I was like, ah. I was, and then <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to start orchestrating this actually. And then <laughs> you haven't said no yet. And then, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So they just kind of joined. <laughs> That's correct. So the reality shaper is it's a D and D inspired <laughs> fantasy musical podcast that mm -hmm. uh, combines an epic world saving adventure and exploration of morality mm -hmm. and the difference between lawful and good and uh, it combines that with a queer enemies to friends to lovers romance. And there's a bunch of, you know, D&D &D stuff. And there's dragons and there's nerdy things. And there's so many conventions of fantasy. And I call it nerd bingo. Yes. <laughs> sure. Because if you are a nerd, you would get bingo on just a list of the shit that's in our musical. That's so good. <laughs> and then if you get bingo on that list, you should listen to it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, just so everybody knows, we have a uh, uh, in the description of this episode, um, there is a link um, to listen to that pilot episode, um, as well as get more information for for future episodes. I guess um, what's the plan there in terms of release or or anything of that nature? We are uh, writing right now. Where we have cool. a it'll be a twelve episode first season. So. Mm -hmm. uh, the first season covers the events of that first of the five novels and it's okay. outlined and we're in the middle of drafting it and we've written like 80 something percent of the music and 85 uh, now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I missed that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're working on drafting and writing and, and starting to write episodes with the goal of uh, producing. We're going to block the rest of them. So we, we want to produce the, the whole 12 episode series all at once uh, and then mm -hmm. uh, release that into the world for people that's spectacular so yeah so follow for updates writing and fundraising yeah. for that production right now i love yes. that well that leads me actually to my next question in terms of like how do the two of you work together um in terms of 
music lyrics is it separate is it together did the music come first is the or is every song different i guess what just talk to a little bit about uh, of your process in general uh sarah you want to start yeah i I mean i do think every song is different and every song has its kind of unique journey depending on what is needed for the narrative at first we did a lot of things where i would sort of sing a melody and plunk my shitty chords on my keyboard and then I would send Shane a a voice memo to kind of then uh you know uh, expand that chord progression into something that was halfway listenable Mm -hmm. (laughs) but as we work together more I think our process is definitely becoming a little bit more um fluid fluid hey (laughs) whoa (laughs) yeah yeah um, sometimes we do music first and then the lyrics go over top that. And then sometimes, um, we do melody first. Like, I think recently, didn't I send you like a, a melody on voice memos? And I was like, I don't know what this is for, but it's cute. Yes. hundred mm. percent. Yeah. And that was just like a, like a da, 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 da. Sometimes yeah. it's, yeah. Sometimes it's, here's a weird ostinato thing I came up with on the piano, right? Something over mm-hmm. this. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's. Sarah will sing an entire song a cappella into a voice memo and, send yes. it to sure. and I'll be like, did you know this has 400 key changes in it? <laughs> and then it's they the will orchestrate music. and then they will orchestrate 400 key changes. Yeah. It, was, it was, it was pretty cool. Like it worked out great. <laughs> but like, so it's, it's, it's a lot of back and forth on, on those things. Sarah drives the lyric writing, uh, because they're much better at it than me, especially <laughs> in, in this show, but like in general. Mm-hmm. And then same book, uh, our, our, our scripts for the podcast or for our 10 minute shows or for this commission that we're working on right now, those mm-hmm. are just Google docs. And we both just type in it sure. all of the time. And all of them, you get to the end and you're like, I don't actually remember who put that line in this script. Oh yeah. For when it went in terms of the book, I could mm-hmm. not tell you which of us has done anything. Sure. <laughs> I can pretty confidently say which lyrics are mine. Cause it's almost all of them. Most of them. Except <laughs> for one specific verse. And then a few like one-offs where it's yeah. like, mm. it's, damn, yeah. I wish I thought of that. It's a lot of things where I'm like, what if it was this thing instead of that? that like a lot of like, hey, well, maybe that lyric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I guess, do you have a preference? I mean, obviously a song is going to build organically and sometimes the music comes first, as you mentioned, sometimes the lyrics, but do either of you have a preference? Like your ideal song building would be this. I'm really curious what you're going to say, Shane. Okay. My ideal song building, like in general, well, okay. In general <laughs> or in the context of our collaboration? Cause I, they're slightly different answers. Oh, I'd love oh, to hear really? both of them. I want both too. Okay. In the context of our collaboration, my ideal way of crafting a song is the thing where Sarah will sing a hook or a, like a, a section of a song a cappella into a voice memo. Um, and then I will add music-y things to that. I would okay. not have guessed that. <laughs> okay, no, that is my ideal way of doing that. In general, like, I think... I as I I like melody and I like the idea of generating melody and I know in BMI it's music first is the best way to do things 
And like, you can definitely tell when someone is just setting lyrics. And I think mm-hmm. that that sounds kind of clunky. But yeah. also as a composer, I feel disingenuous about a lot of music first. Like, I, I think it's clearly understood song concept first and then put start building mm-hmm. the random pieces and smishing them together. Mm-hmm. If it's if I don't know exactly what the song is or what the hook is going to be or like what what is happening, like I can play the piano and just make some shit up <laughs> and then you can write words over it. Right. But I I feel like that is totally un, like I don't know. I feel like those when I do that it's completely uninspired if I don't know what the song I'm trying to write is going sure. to be. I- I kind of agree with you there. I think the most fulfilled I feel in our collaboration and any collaboration is when it feels like the melody and the accompaniment are like collaborative and also kind of rising to elevate each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In in musical theater, a song is about storytelling. So it's story and then it's, about uh, the expression of that, which to me is lyrics and melody kind of at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why I don't think I could ever just write lyrics in a document without knowing what they were, how they were supposed to scan. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And where the beat, like where the downbeats are. I, I just can't lyrics don't work for me without some kind of melody or at least rhythmic, like implied melody, even if it's not, 100% 100% of the notes. Mm, mm-hmm. And then yeah. music and composition is there to serve and underscore that storytelling and it reinforce it. But if you're thinking too hard about the music, uh, you're not paying attention to the important part. Yeah. I say as yeah. a composer. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, I think uh, that's... I'm with you there. Yeah. No, I think that's... it. You know, to actually express it and talk through it, is 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 fascinating just as fascinating as actually listening to one of the songs mm. <clears throat> um i'm really excited for the rest of all of this and and i i i would also absolutely read them as uh a five uh a five piece novel set oh, thank um, you, Brian. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um but um yeah so just so you know at the end of this episode we're going to be playing um a little bit of the beginning of the reality shaper um and you can uh, link out to listen to the entire piece but before we we head out here um is there anything that i didn't ask um that you would like to kind of say something about i want to just kind of open the floor if uh if there's anything else you wanted to add that we just didn't cover Protect trans kids. That's Absolutely. pretty great. Yeah. That's so much. Mine was going to not be that good. Black Lives Matter? What? Yes. Sorry, what else did you have to say, Shane? Um, disabled people exist. Now yes. I'm doing your thing. Um, oh. <laughs> you just stole. Yeah, copying again. <laughs> no, disabled people exist, and we have rich and complex lives, whether you are creative enough to imagine them or not. And if you're yes. not, then shut the fuck up and ask us. Um, <laughs> uh, also, if you're speaking on behalf of disabled people and you're not one of them, why? Figure out <laughs> no. why you're doing that. <laughs> I know who you're talking to. I'm, I'm talking to so say. many people. <laughs> okay. 
I was no, I was I like I mean I worked in special education for four years where ninety yeah. percent of my colleagues were people who were not impacted by special education, mm-hmm. and uh, everything I do in the world of disability, which is a lot of shit. I am predominantly surrounded by people who are not impacted by disability mm-hmm. and like, uh, all you allies are great. We'll take them like, please keep, <laughs> please keep doing. I don't want to do all of the emotional labor, but please understand when you are speaking for a community that isn't yours mm-hmm. yeah. and why you're doing that and figure out how to be an ally and not try to take over a, the world of the thing that you're getting into. Uh, right. Sorry, that's a tangent. I my, no. my 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 not a real well, it's a real answer, but like my my significantly less um, impactful thing was <laughs> I was gonna ask like broad wasted like like what what is like what is the best thing to drink whilst listening to musicals? Ooh, good oh. question. Um, I don't know. I like a nice tequila. Uh, yeah, margarita is a solid like. I just think a that's solid. a staple. That's a that's a theater community staple while listening or watching something. Do you guys want to know what I drink when I go to Broadway shows? Yeah. I do. When I'm, when I'm feeling a little bit crazy. When you're feeling wild. When I want to get a little bit cr- crazy and wild. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to the bar, and I'll ask the bartender. To fill up the cup with uh, a little bit of Sprite. Okay. And a little bit of orange juice. Mm-hmm. And then just top that off with some cranberry juice. You are wild. And and that's... <laughs> but you get the cup. That's, that, that's the, yeah. the important thing is you get I'm the cup. I'm just doing it for the cup, Brian. Okay, yeah. you're doing it for the cup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I understand and that. Apparently for your UTI, I guess. Uh <laughs> The cup and the mocktail. People don't just drink cranberry juice for UTIs, Shane. And for your information, it's a kidney infection. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to get canceled for offending the cranberry juice people. <laughs> that's it for us. Yeah, that's anyway, how you're Anyway, enjoy the last episode of the podcast we were ever allowed oh, to make. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, tequila. Follow us, follow us on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. Yes. What's the handle? Oh, most fuck. they're all Sarah T. Kaufman. <laughs> on like most, like most of our shit we post on Sarah's page because oh, yeah. I um, am an ancient person who can't be bothered to interact with. The I'm media I'm leaks. I'm the more uh, social media front facing portion right. of our collaboration. Right. The um, line between Gen Z and Millennial is between Sarah and I, <laughs> yes. and Sarah is on the Z side. I'm so the Z, apparent the apparent media. Z. I am wonderful. Did you say apparent Excellent. Z? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, now I wanted three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sarah T Kaufman. That's where you're going to see a lot of stuff about our work, and if we have um, anything coming up in the city that you might want to come to, that is where that will be posted. You can also follow the reality shaper on Instagram at the reality shaper. Uh, and you can follow us on YouTube at they end them, right? Wonderful. And cool. Shane on I'm most Shane things Dittmar at on Shane Dittmore. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but I branding. never use it because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Thank you. 92 years, my Instagram bio was what happens when a blind person takes a picture. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good. Why is it not still that? I mean, they think I think you should put it back. Tree. I'm gonna yeah. go change some shit about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do that outro, Brian. I gotta. Go. No, yeah, no, no. We've no, got no, things to do, Brian. Can we wrap? Yeah, this no, up? I understand. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I know no, that, that you're was busy. The that was a so joke. Shit. We were kidding. We're not. We're not we are. Bags. We're kidding, Shane. <laughs> no, I, we're not douchebags. We are kidding. We're not douchebags. <laughs> Brian, tell the people we're nice. They're very nice. Or else. They are very nice. I don't have not nice people here. Um, they're also not only are they nice, but their work is spectacular. So oh. you absolutely like. I know we just like we're joking around, but like you, you absolutely should check out their work. It's um. It's pretty it's pretty spectacular um, from top to bottom. So uh, I really do hope you check out the reality shaper um, Brian, and what follow was your favorite part of the, the, the episode of <laughs> what episode, ego, Brian, Stroke her ego, Brian. I just think your storytelling narratively in um, lyrics and, um, and and you show this in class when you're in BMI as well, like mm-hmm. um, the, the, the narrative that you create. And let me let me take a step back. The lack of ego. I feel like you can hear songwriters when you listen to songs and you don't hear characters. I heard characters and, and, and that's what makes me want to listen more. Thank you. I think Shane was literally saying a similar thing earlier. Yeah. When they were like, the, the music should, should, uh, complement the character. It's about sounding like the character, not sounding pretty all the time yeah and something uh, yeah, I that think we're not the most interesting musical theater writers in terms of like <laughs> people who are uh, recently died or stuff like that like <laughs> <laughs> but like no but i i am much happier that the work that we get to do is about story and about characters mm. i don't want you to know it's me like <laughs> i mean i yeah. do especially if you have check um <laughs> but like i don't i don't I don't need it to sound like me. And yeah. I think if it like I think if the work I do I think if the work we do sounds like us, then yeah. we fucked up. Yeah, I I would also argue that like something that I love clever lyrics, but clever lyrics will stop me always because I'll be like, this wasn't the character, this was them right. being clever. Um and so like the more that I hear character the ha, ha, it's 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 impossible to like your brain to take you out of the context in the scenario if the song sounds like the person like but the mm. character person right damn thank you Shane, yeah i love you dude oh well i think we'll i think we'll end on that love um <laughs> we love you too brian oh we that's and so i appreciate much. that Shane, and i tell love brian you, you love brian i love brian <laughs> um Thank you so much for taking the time. I, I, I mean, I, I truly know how busy you are, and for you to just take a couple minutes out of your day to uh, to talk through this and 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 share some of your work with uh, the broad wasted uh, uh, listeners, um, listeners of the show. I really appreciate it. So thank you both so much. Uh, please, everyone, follow them and uh, make sure you're uh, you're hearing what they're doing. Thank Thanks. you so much for having us. That's such a generous way of saying I was 20 yeah, minutes seriously. late to this record. I... <laughs> 
Flippin' folk songs. Tell us a story! I'm sorry, whose show do you think this is? Only one way to find out. Yeah, tell us. Alright, alright. I know how to please the ever so considerate peanut gallery. This is the tale of Orpheus and Eurydice. <laughs> ah, what? Started last week. Renea Sitchell did it better, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us when we haven't How about heard. the epic journey of my foot up your ass? Bet you anything they don't know a single good story. And you call just, yourself Okay, you know what? I, I know a story, all right, one you definitely haven't heard before, yeah. and it's a doozy. Doozy! Yeah, it's a damn good story and a bad story. It's a, a good, a good, bad story. It's a story about order and chaos and um, forbidden cheese. What? Now I've got your attention. It's a story about a hero. And, of course, it has a villain. Who is this hero? Oh, you'll meet him soon enough. But first, you ought to get acquainted with his city, the place he was born and raised, and the setting of our epic tale. <clears throat> our story begins in the city of the High Elves, where the morning is so young that the sun has not yet begun to rise. A very dapper and attractive and talented bard sits on the roof of a tavern, tuning their worn instrument beneath the dying stars. That's me, by the way. And I am definitely not talking to my liar. <laughs> there you go, my sweetness, my darling, light of my life. <laughs> but of course, Cedrella isn't only home to high elves. There's plenty of diversity if you know where to look. Like the tavern keeper. A demling woman who at this very moment is dragging herself out of bed to open her doors. Or the human mother, kneeling in her garden, digging out potatoes for the evening stew. Or, and here it is, the moment you've been waiting for, our hero, Boris Dragonheart. A young, copper-scaled dragonborn who wakes early each morning to go for a run and take in his city. Each morning the sun rises over Mount Orpheus, casting its shadow down below. And the people are rising to greeting the morning dew, getting their kids ready to go. Welcome to Citrella, the most beautiful. 
beautiful city of all. Welcome to Citrella, where every citizen, great or small, knows they're living in the safest place. If something goes wrong, the guard is on the case. So welcome to Citrella, the most beautiful city of all. CB, how many times have I told you, stay off the roof, said Tavern Keeper, lovingly chewing out her favorite renter. Good morning to you too, Julia. Sass me if I were you. You still owe me for the last three weeks. You make excuses when the rent is overdue. Really? Because when I just paid you, you'd cheat and lie and shift the blame. Sure, three weeks ago. <clears throat> Bending the truth is just a thing you have to do. Time is but a social construct when you've got shit all to your name. Stop singing and pay your goddamn rent. I'm a bard. Singing pays my goddamn rent. <laughs> never has, never will. Up, 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 up. My story, my story. This is not a collaborative art form. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. The most beautiful city of all. Meanwhile, across town, Rachel Sorrel, beleaguered mother of three, is scouring her herb garden for anything she might be able to scrounge a meal out of. She isn't exactly having fun, but she is enjoying her tiny moment of peace. After all, she's got a few minutes before her little monsters roll out of bed and start causing trouble. Frankie, where did you get matches? Put those down right now. Walter, put some pants on if you're going to run around the front yard. Uh, boys, where is your sister? <laughs> Chaos rises with the sun at the Sorrel household. Each morning the mountain casts its shadow down on you. You're hella screwed, it seems to say. Here where the Foolproof plan to get the hell out of Cinderella. 
Thanks again to Sarah and Shane for taking the time to chat and sharing their work. For more information on them, The Reality Shaper, and BMI, you can check out the links in the episode description. As a reminder, you can find us Broad Wasted wherever you're on social media, at Broad Wasted on Twitter, Instagram, find us on Patreon, as well as our Facebook group. To listen to us, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars, please, and thank you. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. As we end every episode, we raise a glass and we say, Zutuapum. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.